Hey, Business Building Warrior, it's Jim. I've got an episode today with a guest that you are going to absolutely love. It's one of the latest coaches that we've just brought on the team, actually. She used to be a coaching student, and she's a huge fan of the Proven Amazon course. She's using the Replens model of selling on Amazon, which again is the model that we teach to 95% of all new students who come into our community because it's such low risk, such high reward potential, and you really learn the ropes by putting money in the bank instead of spending a ton of money hoping that it works out later. And she illustrates that so nicely today. She's got a 100% online arbitrage system, meaning she orders all her inventory online. None of it ships to her house. It ships to prep centers. And she talks about that today as well. That makes this a process, if you're paying attention to the little details, that anybody, anyone in the world can do. She talks about a couple of her friends even that she talks to frequently who live in other countries around the world who are doing a very similar process based on the replens model again that we teach. They're finding incredible inventory every day online, sending it to a prep center that sends it into Amazon and they get paid. It all starts with the replens model though. I can't emphasize that enough. You will need that training to put to use the strategies that will be trained on today. So what else do we talk about? She's also building a brand. She's advanced enough now in her understanding of building a business on Amazon. She sold in 2021, for example, about 450000 at just under 20% net margin. She put about $80,000 in the bank working very part-time on her Amazon business while she worked full-time for her employer. Get that? But she's experienced enough now that she's starting to dive into building her own brand. So she's using our Humminbird Services, which is our brand building. We get great pictures for you, build a beautiful listing, help you with your trademark and all that. That's Humminbird. There'll be a link in the show notes, just like always, silentgym.com to the many resources talked about on today's episode. But she's now excitedly doing that. So she talks about that and how she finds her replens using some tools today. Now, I will caution you, She's spending about $800 a month on some pretty advanced tools and strategies that you definitely should not try. And she even tells us this today. Don't do this until you understand the basics, until you know what a good ASIN is on Amazon, until you know how to use Keepa, until you've been through the proven Amazon course. Don't do the things she's doing. But she does have a process and we're Right now, going through, you'll hear us talk about it on the episode today, but just so you know, we're going through getting it set up to where we capture her process and provide it to the Proven Amazon Course student community, provenamazoncourse.com. That's the only Amazon course you'll ever need. It's always getting better. One of the updates that we will add as soon as possible is Leah's approach to finding online deals, which is just one of dozens of ways to find, I shouldn't say deal, I should say replans, which is one of the dozens of ways to build an incredible replan business. Okay, I'm looking through to see what else I need to cover before we jump into this episode. It is a longer episode because a lot of it was me getting to know one of our new coaches. We hadn't spent a significant amount of time before. She'd been through the vetting process, but she and I hadn't talked now that she was a coach. She was first on our show back in, I think it was June 2020, something like that. We'll put a link in the show notes so you can hear kind of where she was back then. She was spending a lot of time going into stores, 
finding incredible products, selling as much as she could hand over fist, making great money. She says at one point she probably could have made $50,000 just selling trail mix if she had enough time and the energy to drive around and pick it all up. But she quickly transitioned over, as she shares today, into a model where she's doing all of her shopping online. So looking over my list to see if there's anything else we have to cover before I jump over and introduce you to our guest, Leah Maudlin is her name. I told you she was a coach. I told you this is a long episode. This is what I was going to say. This might be one of those episodes where you want to pause and come back to. Don't be intimidated by the length of this episode. We almost broke it up and split it into two, but I thought, no, let's just put it all out there. We don't want to make you wait, but don't think that you have to listen to the whole thing because we do cover a lot of strategies, a lot of specifics from her story. And it's not just two people chatting back and forth. It's actionable strategies. And I think it's tremendous evidence of what's possible if you follow the path that so many of us have worked so hard to pave for those who want to follow in the footsteps. Um, So let's see, one other thing here I had in my notes, she just had an $80,000 month, which is one of her best months. She's determined to very soon have a a six-figure month, and she's not far from that. Her 2022 goal is to sell a million dollars, just her, by herself. She doesn't have anyone else hired or paid on her team. She shops online, the products go to a prep center, they get sold on Amazon at great net margins. She put $80,000 in the bank last year doing this strategy very part-time. And you are going to love this interview. So don't worry about furiously taking notes. We'll have links to everything that we talk about on today's episode right in the show notes. You can go to silentgym.com. You can scroll through, see the different tools, the strategies, the free Facebook group and other resources that we talk about. So with that introduction, thanks for joining us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy getting to know Leah. So Leah, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I'm, like I said, I'm very flattered to have been invited back. Well, it's great to have you here again. And you and I just spent a couple minutes getting caught up. Probably should have hit the record button. We're going to cover some (laughs) of that same stuff again, but it's been a while since we talked. And a lot has happened, including welcoming you to the coaching team, which is tremendous. I love that you're a coach with us now. Um, But let's just turn the microphone over to you. I want to hear, you know, get us caught up what's happened and kind of recap your story from before and then move forward from there. Yeah, for sure. So the the very first time that you had invited me to be a part of the show, I believe it was meant to be a, I think it was meant to be a like beginner quick startup story. I had just, I had just started coaching. I had gotten to $10,000 relatively quickly and we did the show. I think at the time I was, I was still selling a lot of used books. I'd started my Amazon journey when I was like six months pregnant, going to Goodwill outlets and trying to dig through those huge bins for, you know, used books that had decent profit. And I had started pack and I had started pretty much where a lot of people start in grocery. And I was hauling, you know, groceries, primarily trail mix. I cannot exaggerate how much trail mix I bought. Like I would take my Jeep to Target, buy their, you know, good and gathered trail mix and like loads of trail mix. It was right at the beginning of COVID. And so I had like garage fools of just trail (laughs) mix. It was hilarious. But I think I mentioned in the first episode, I'm like, I could have sold $50,000 of just trail mix if I would have had the 
you know, the endurance to, to do so, it was ridiculous. But anyways, my path kind of changed dramatically. I realized that, you know, using the trail mix example, I'm just like, this is really tiring. And I don't like going into the store. <laughs> I don't like going into stores and I don't like calling stuff to my house. And I was doing FBM for a high, high percentage of that. So Scott, our poor mailman would come up to our uh, <laughs> up to our garage and I would literally have like 300 boxes of, tra- of packed trail mix. Wow. And it was so, it was so ridiculous. I didn't have the endurance. My, my son was probably, I don't know, three or four months old at the time. And so we were still doing like late nights. I was like single-handedly packing up all, all these grocery items, mostly trail mix. And it was not, it was not for me. Like I have a lot of friends who love RA and I'm just like, "Ah, you guys like good for you. Like do what you love. I'm going to work for my computer. <laughs> right. So, so let me just leave before we move forward. We dropped yeah. a couple of acronyms on people. I like to try to listen from the years of someone who's maybe this is our first episode. She yeah, said right. FBM. What's that? Well, that's, that's when you do the shipping instead of letting Amazon do the shipping, which you can do. And I just educated someone yesterday on this. And I just, I, sometimes I assume everybody knows this, but this is a little nugget maybe. You can sell both FBM and Merchant Fulfill on the exact same product. So were you doing some FBA too, or were you shipping it all yourself? At the very beginning, it was, I think it it started as like me being in the store. And I think I had heard on a podcast like, oh, it's, you know, this is literally at the beginning of COVID. And so I was just like, oh, I've got, you know, 20 monster mixes. And I listed them straight from my app. And then I would check out. And they would literally all be gone. They would sell before you paid at the front. It was ridiculous. (laughs) You didn't have time to to send anything into Amazon, right? They was all selling so fast. Exactly. A few months later, I did transition into FBA for those items. And then my uh, adventures in grocery ended pretty quickly. They ended almost right after I started um, transitioning to a hundred percent away. I was ordering a lot of stuff, um, target Walmart. I mean, honestly, you name it. And the expiration dates were too close or some of it would already be expired. And so I completely, I completely got out of grocery cause I was tired of dealing with expiration, expiration dates. dates. Sure. Um, if you're <clears throat> the other, the other acronym you mentioned was RA, which is retail arbitrage for those who don't know, that's just buying something cheap in a store selling it for more online. OA is the online version of that. Instead of getting in your car, you do it from your computer, which is what you do a lot of <laughs> exclusively is, now. And I didn't know you'd move entirely away from groceries too. So that's yeah. a good update. I didn't realize that. Well, and by all means, like I, you know, I, you don't have to look far in this group on the podcast. I mean, literally in general to realize that you know, grocery absolutely has the potential to be incredibly profitable. With my specific model, I personally just got really, really, really tired of the expiration date issues. The first time we talked, I was still doing all the shipping myself. And I have an absolutely wonderful prep center in New Hampshire. And since most of my stuff, if not all of it, is uh, falls in like the higher end category, I've offloaded the prepping and I'm saving money. So I think I'd have to do the math again, but if if I pay more than $25 for an item, then that's what my tax would have been shipping it to myself. 
So my prep is technically free because I no longer pay taxes on it. So I've offloaded the work and saved money and it's just absolutely glorious. So I, my entire business is literally sitting at this table ordering stuff. It is just great. (laughs) That's fantastic. And it's not coming to your house. Correct. Do you have anything come to you for prep anymore? For prep, no. If I were to like swivel my computer, you can see I have like some ungating stuff that I ordered from Amazon that I will prep and send out. Like that's obviously, that's not that big of an issue. But as far as just like regular shipments, it's every once in a while, I'll run into a source that's blocked my prep center address. And if the opportunity is lucrative enough, I will absolutely prep myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's pretty rare. I'd say that I do a shipment myself, like maybe once a quarter or even less. Now, when you say they block your prep center's address, I want to talk a little bit more about the prep model here because yeah. this is what makes it possible for anyone in the world to do this model. Just connecting the dots for people right here. You could be sitting anywhere. You know, Where do you guys live? Remind me again. Um, I'm in Denver. Denver. You're still in Denver. Okay. Yeah. You could be anywhere. Correct. Right. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. And you can order things online, have them sent to your prep center. But when you say some sometimes your prep center address gets blocked, talk us through that. Yeah. So I have this was actually a pretty depressing one. I had my my most profitable source. They ended up blocking me. So I was quite literally placing orders. Um, I would sit down and, you know, run my tools and I would find X amount of leads and I would just put in order after order after order. And for over a year, they let me order as much as I wanted to. Some days I would spend $3,000 there. Some days I'd spend over $10,000 just order after order after order. And it was, it was great. It was just like a money fountain. And I think that one day they um, realized that nobody could possibly have use for this much product because it was, <laughs> it was truly absurd. So I was shipping to my prep center. And so they started blocking that address. So one of the big obstacles with being like 100% away is that you you run into retailers that will block your account I've had people straight up call me before saying, what are you doing with this product? Or they'll have looked up the address that I'm sending to. And they're like, we know this is an Amazon fulfillment center. The verbiage is wrong, but the point is that they know that I'm, that I'm reselling the products. So I've had people like that have messaged me. Um, they're just like, well, how do you overcome? Like, how could you possibly get your business to grow to X size, if you can only order, like some sites only let you order six of something and some sites only let you order two of something. And I think that with online arbitrage, you just kind of have to feel it out. And I know that sounds really blase, but if I order from this website, at least for the time being, I can literally order as much as I want to. They'll have like a limit of 10, but I can go back in and I can do that 10 or 20 more times and they'll ship all my product with no complaints. And then there are other websites where you order five and before they even ship your order out, they've canceled on you. So my general response to that is there's so many fish in the ocean. Right. 
you know, this was my absolute most profitable source and they cut me off and I had my coworkers like muling product to our warehouse and I would like prep it from my house because it was that worth it. And then they would block my friend from shipping to our warehouse address. And they, um, (laughs) you know, that's just, that's just kind of the journey. Like what's it, what does it take? And if you try really, really hard, you can set up VPNs and you can use alternate browsers to place orders, but that's only if it's worth it. Like if somebody blocks me, then it's just on to the next source and the, the options are absolutely infinite. So I'm, if I'm blocked, it, it doesn't really bother me. And it can be a little soul crushing on some of them, but you just got to find the next one. Yeah. You, you can't get emotionally tied to any of your products. And, and this game, as you know, Leah, this is more for the sake of the listener is the, the replens game, the way we teach Amazon until you're selling, I would say maybe even 50 to $70,000 a month this is where your focus should be entirely on this model we're talking about today, replant, meaning inch deep, mile wide, hundreds of different products, potentially. You're just ordering them as you need them. So if one goes away, it's not an emotionally crushing experience. You're not putting all your eggs in one basket. So you can take these little losses and these little hits and this, these ASINs that go away and you just go find more which we'll get into that soon, how you find more. I know that's something you've really got dialed in and you're doing some some fun, creative things there. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to add you as a coach too, by the way. We got to get into that as well. Thank you. Talk through that. But I'm loving this story so far. Now, were you doing this all yourself? I just want to make sure. For, you've, you've doesn't sound like you've ever really hired anyone else. I have a prep center. And other than that, I like to refer to myself as a one-mom show. <laughs> that is... I, Awesome. I do all of it myself. I mean, except for the prep, which I have, like I said, an amazing prep center. I love the owner. The team is phenomenal, but I specifically made it that way. I didn't want, and by all means, like I'm not opposed to having a team whatsoever. Like I had mentioned earlier, I sell on like a higher tier than a lot of people do. My ASP for December was $72. And my average profit per item was 1950. And I I kind of designed it that way because at the very beginning, I, I worked full time. Uh, I mean, when I say the very beginning, this just ended two weeks ago. So <laughs> it was a it was a journey. But you know, at the very beginning, I would go to work, I would come home, I would make dinner, spend time with my family, and then family would go to bed. And then from roughly 8:30 to 1 three in the morning, like almost every night I would be up like finding products and I'd be going through so, so, so many products. Um, when I first started, I was going, I was going after like my really high ROI items. And some of those were like something I would pay a few dollars for, but I would make a couple dollars for. And once I started getting more funding by, by growing a little bit, I'm just like, I'm really going to streamline this. I I'm going to find items that I make more money on. And so I don't have to be up as late. And that's kind of how, that's the root of like how my process started. I'm only going to focus on things that I make a lot of money off of. And now that I have more time, I'm kind of going backwards just a little bit. I was um, talking to um, Ed who owns my prep center and, you know, he is operating at a much, much, much higher level. And I was kind of sharing with my, him my numbers and he's like, well, that's really good. But think about all the opportunity 
that you're leaving on the table by not targeting like lower profit items, which is absolutely true. But for that specific time in my life, I only had like a finite period of time. So I'm like, I'm going to buy things that are less competitive because they're in a higher price category. They're not as accessible to a lot of new sellers. Like a lot of new sellers can't sit down and, you know, spend X thousands of dollars in, in one day. And so I targeted this, this small area. I mean, maybe it's a lot bigger than I think it is, but I targeted this area where a lot of sellers didn't really want to go into. And so I'm just like, if you understand Keepa, you can have the confidence in buying those products that like, you know, if you buy $500 items, like that can be kind of scary if those are all your eggs, right? And like Keepa and understanding Keepa gave me the confidence to walk into that territory without being petrified that I wasn't just completely going to lose my pants. Yeah, that you make it some great points in there. You mentioned the the seventy two dollar average sale price. That's pretty high. That's the ASP that you mentioned earlier. Right. That's fairly high, and a lot of new sellers are nervous playing in that territory. They prefer to play in the you know the go to the dollar store. Like I'm going to find stuff that I can sell for 15 bucks from the dollar store. And that's a great way to learn it, but you can put some, you know, zeros onto those numbers and the game still plays exactly the same way. It's just, you've got less inventory that you've got to uh, manage and you don't need a team. You know, I, I think it's beautiful that, you know, young family, you're working full time still. This is something you're doing in the evenings. You don't want to manage employees and you do have a team. I mean, but it's the people at the prep center. And, you know, it's the, I would even consider people on your team when you place an order on one of these merchants' websites and they're putting in a box and shipping, that's all your team. You're just paying them not as employees, but yes. they're sourcing product and shipping. They're, you've got all these wheels turning without hiring people. It's yeah. not unlike the model that I use. You know, our, our team, we were talking before we hit record today. My team is about between 90 and 100 people yes. you know, that any given week I might interact with and they're moving the ball forward. Only two of them are employees. The rest are on contract, or they're like you. They're a coach on our team, or they've created some content for us. You know, they do some shopping for us on contract. Again, they can work anytime they want. I don't really consider them employees. So th- there's ways to do this without thinking about okay, I've got to hire a bunch of full time people now. You don't want to do that. So you've you've done a brilliant job. You really have. Thank you. Maximizing the opportunity, and I loved you said hi. I just wanted to go to bed earlier. <laughs> so I'm going to buy more expensive items. I don't have to buy as many that way. That's, uh, that's literally how it started. Cause I'm just like, I, there was like one particularly awful night where I was just like, cause I'm, you know, the, the tools that I use, which, which I'll go into a, a little bit later, I suppose. But, you know, I was generating these like massive, massive, massive lists of potential buys. And I was going through them all like one by one. And I had my search parameters set to something like 70% ROI and, you know, um, minimum profit of, I want to say it was like four or $5. And I was having to like go through so many products in this particular night. I was up till it was awful, like three or four in the morning. And Like I had found like a lot of profit or sorry, a lot of products, but I was like looking at it. I'm like, even if all of those things sold, I'm only making X amount of money. And I stayed up this late to make this amount of money. And so 
I just had this revelation that like, I need, I need to change this. And if I'm getting such an abundance of leads and products that are generated by this program, then I can go through there. I can be like, I don't want to see leads. I don't want to see leads that are any less than $20 profit. I don't want to see leads that are any less than $15 profit. And so instead of going through like literally thousands of items, I've like refined it down to a list of a hundred that I can be like, okay, great, let's do this. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm planning on like opening the doors a little bit more so I can like usher in products that I can make less on and grow that opportunity while also maintaining my same like high profit per item approach. And I think that's going to work out. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but I think my instinct is if, if you and I had a coaching session on this topic and you've kind of got it dialed in at these higher price points, I think you can start to justify paying a virtual assistant to do what you're doing and play in those lower price points where you're not doing any extra work yourself. You know, you just try that's training them on your process and that's they're, true. they're being paid out of the profits they're generating and you're adding to your catalog. You've got a very automatable system that you've built. And that's the beauty of replens. There's no point of this business model where it takes somebody who's, who's really intelligent, making high risk decisions and man, you better get this right. Or there's going to be a price to pay. That's the private label model. <laughs> that's why we don't encourage our new students down that model. It's like, all right, time to press the button and order 20,000 <laughs> units. I hope this works out eight months yeah. from now. That's, you know, we don't do that. It's all these low risk decisions. You're just looking at maximizing your time. Mm -hmm. I think a good way to do that would be to start to, you know, look at it as growing your team, maybe, but bring a virtual assistant in, or maybe it's a neighborhood friend, you know, it doesn't matter, but train them on this process, pay them well to generate more more profits for you because you really do have it dialed in. And uh, I think we have a lot of people saying, hey, I want her as my coach. Is she available? (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, one of my friends, I have this this chat group of people that some of which I met in this community, some of uh, some of which I met elsewhere. So there's there's um you know eight to ten of us, and we're like humming all day with like, hey guys, like try this sourcing method, or I just learned this, like let's try this and see what, see what results we get. And somebody had mentioned like, well, you should get a VA. And I said, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. You know, my, you know, my ego tells me like, well, I'm just, I know I'd be better at this than my VA. And like, I probably need to let go of that. I'm completely aware of that. But my other thing was you guys, I don't work that hard. (laughs) I think the post that you saw prompting to, to join this, to me to join the show again was, on a Wednesday morning, I took my son to a museum and we were there until noon and I came back and, you know, I did my sourcing in a couple of hours. And today we're, you know, having this awesome chat and I'll get off the phone and I'll work for a few hours. I'll spend however many thousands of dollars. And then I'll, you know, go on my couch and read a book until I go pick my son up from daycare. (laughs) So, and I legitimately enjoy it. It's fun. It's a challenge for me. I'm always trying to outperform myself. So for the time being, I'm content with my, um, I jokingly call it my lazy hustle. It was a whole different deal when I worked full time. And I would have to stay up late to do it. But now that I'm only in the office for a couple of days a week and I have 
all day, three days a week to, to do this. I get on the computer and I literally spend more time talking about Amazon than working on Amazon. And I worked really, really hard for a long time. And now that I have the time to maintain and grow my results, I don't mind doing it myself because I, I really don't work that hard. I'm not oh, trying to be that person, but I, it's, I don't do a whole lot. <laughs> I, can, I can just hear, I've, I've talked to so many business owners, Leah, and now that you're on the team, I can take a little more liberty to maybe challenge and beat you up a little bit on things that I hear, little things I detect. Yeah. And as you tell your story, life <laughs> certainly has its seasons and you are in a fantastic place. Many people watching this episode are listening and going, wow, well, I wouldn't give to trade places with that scenario. So well done. <laughs> but I always see it as my job to say, okay, you find yourself here. Yes. What next? You know, that's what a good coach does is you know some of my favorite sports coaches ever were the guys that were never satisfied mm-hmm. ever unless they got 100% effort out of their athletes which never happens it's literally impossible to give everything you've got so they were never satisfied they were always pushing them forward so if i were to apply that kind of thinking with your permission to you and since you're on the team oh. now i get to do that <laughs> do it do <laughs> but, it <laughs> you know, just as a guy who's got a few more years on him, you know, and, and my kids are older than yours and I've seen what life does and, you know, the, the sudden challenges and changes that can come along and the things that were so stable yesterday are suddenly uncertain. And the way you prepare for those is to build systems that are constantly and consistently less reliant on you. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if, you know, if you were suddenly sick and taken out of the picture for, let's say, Five months, you couldn't do anything. You're down. You know, that's a scenario worth considering. You know, with God's help, that'll never happen. But what if it did? What if it does? You know, what's the plan? How how's this thing look after that point in time? What happens? You know, those are the kind of things you start to build a moat around the castle, if you will. You've got this beautiful castle. It's time to build a moat around it. And then we put some alligators in the moat. And then we go out <laughs> a little further and we put up a nice fence. You know, it's that kind of so there's always more work to do to protect yeah. what's been built. And you've got a phenomenal routine that, again, I would guess 95% of the people listening are going to go, wow, that's great. I want to learn from that. I want to learn more about kind of how she's doing things. But for you specifically, and I think that would be, you know, bringing other people in slowly. And one of the things you said, it's, you know, there's, there's three or four triggers that I always hear when people are talking about hiring that first person, be it a virtual assistant or anyone else. It's, no one's going to do it like I do it. I've got my routines. It's, it's more work than it's worth to just... Yeah you know, take all the extra time to show them. And, but what you'll discover very quickly, and I've seen it happen over and over again in my own business and for others as well, is that competent, good person that you bring in, you'll be thinking three weeks or so after that, why didn't I do this years ago? <laughs> why didn't I, I, was I thinking? Because now no doubt. it's yeah. Even, it's simplified even to another degree. And that's all they do. And they're finding new opportunity. They have an incentive to do it. So you've got someone with an incentive to grow what you started while you do whatever else it is. And the last thing I want to cap, and I don't want to sound like too much of a lecture, because this isn't just for you, Leah. This is for everybody. At any level of your business, these things are true. But if your business isn't growing, it's fading. I don't like to say dying. That's kind of harsh. But it's at least fading, heading towards a negative direction if it's not growing. So you want to be in constant growth mode, which means building the team, not working harder yourself, building the team. And and that's the stability. Just again, having done this for 20 years and seen a lot of businesses come and go, 
Those are the things that make you a safe bet five years from now versus one man show. They, they, something happens and it seems like they fizzle at some point. Oh, of course. And I, I hope I didn't give the wrong impression. I, not at all. I absolutely know that I know that there's only so far that I can go on my own. I've had my, my friends were just like, you should get a VA, like, you know, you should do X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, like part of me is just like, I know that eventually I'll absolutely have to get there. And then the other side of me is just like, well, for, for this time being. For this season. Yeah. Life this- has seasons and you're in a beautiful, yeah. enjoy it. I'm not saying yeah. change this tomorrow. <laughs> it <laughs> so, needs to be in the back of your mind. Yeah. So for, for this particular moment, I'm just like, you know, I have, it feels like I have all the time in the world. Cause like literally two weeks ago, I went from being full-time to two days a week. And I have a feeling that within the next two months, it'll be like straight up like, Hey guys, love you. But I'm going to, I'm going to try this, try to do this exclusively and see where it goes. And I have a, a slight curveball. about a month or so ago. Um, a couple of my friends and I went into a partnership and we hired Hummingbird. So we are starting a pet treat brand, which is a high, a really, really competitive category or place to be. But I really think that we potentially have something unique to offer that could do really well. So Mike's working with us now. And if that takes off the way that all of us are projecting that it will, that'll be um, hopefully a really substantial secondary stream of income to make me potentially less reliant on having my Amazon business as its sole, you know, the sole um, way that my family, well, not my family, me gets money. <laughs> yeah. There's so many little branches we can go off. I didn't realize you were working with this on a, on building a brand through Humminbird. Yeah. And, and let me, let me just fill in a couple of gaps and I want to hear a little bit more about that. It sounds like a really fun project, but we typically don't encourage new sellers ever to get into trying to launch their own brand or their own dream product or a private label product. That's what everyone on YouTube is teaching new sellers to do. But it's such a horrible idea if you're new, but you're not new. You've got experience. You know how to do research. You know how to find winning products. You know how to test small. You know the, the real challenges of actually bringing a product to market because you've been doing a lot of it. You're in a great position now to start to experiment with building a brand. So that's what you're going to be doing. You mentioned Humminbird. I'll stick a link to all this stuff in the show notes, but that's a company that actually I have a vested interest in. And you mentioned Mike and Nate, those guys run it with me. And uh, we help trademark and graphic design and layout of great looking Amazon listings. Uh, So where are you guys at in the process? Talk us through a little bit. You know, what's your vision for this thing? So we are, we pretty much just got started um, since, since it's a partnership with myself and two of my friends, we're caught up on like the silliest thing. I, I think we might actually make a decision today, but we like have the product, we have like the color palettes and the examples of like branding idea for packaging, but like the most simplistic thing, the name of the product and the brand, we even have a slogan, but not the brand name. Is Mike helping you with that? He's a master at that, by the way. He he is. We're like in Great. we're in like a group chat. Good. So I'm hoping that today we'll pull the trigger on a brand name and continue down that path. But um, I think I was listening to some content in um I want to say it was the the virtual conference last year, and I also listened to his presentation this year, and he talked about the idea of like so. 
I'm just going to throw it out there. This idea is not like unique. It's not, I'm not a genius. Not, there's really nothing crazy going on here. Um, by pure chance, one of my friends was on a plane with the manufacturer of a, a leading product on Amazon. And that was two years ago. And he kind of always like had that in the back of his pocket. And we were talking about like unique item ideas for Amazon instead of just doing arbitrage. And he brought it up and we like reached out to them and we started a conversation and that other brand is still like, it is literally like a top five brand on Amazon and the manufacturer's like, yeah, just change the name and we'll change the the shape of the product and like do what you want with it. And I'm just like, well, I don't know anything about launching a brand. So that's why we, uh, you know, I, all I know is that they're the other brands, keep a data looks absolutely like sickening. And if in I can, a good way. <laughs> in a good way. And if I, you know, if I can get some experienced help to help us give us that visibility, I'm happy to do that. If the, if the product's legit and it absolutely is. And it seems like a really awesome opportunity and we just need the experience for the presence and the listings and all that stuff. I I've, I've never made my own listing, so I'm, I'm not the person to do that. <laughs> yeah. You've never had to. That's part of the beauty of the replens model is you don't have to make new listings. Well, now you're starting to dip your toe into those waters. Now that you're an experienced seller. Yes. And, uh, you're making this all just sound so effortless. <laughs> you really do make it sound effortless. <laughs> but it's because you're making really good decisions. You're not taking unnecessary risks. And you're making the business fit your lifestyle. You're rejecting the pieces that don't fit. You know, it's occurring to me that one of the things that we kind of scooted past very quickly that I think might be of interest to some people, you mentioned how the prep center is kind of, kind of paying for itself. And I know we're bouncing around here. But that was yeah. one point I wanted to revisit. Explain what you mean by that, if you don't mind, because so, I don't think we hit that clear yeah. enough. Yeah, no worries. So I like to think of my prep center as free, even though I pay them. So let's let's say hypothetically, I'll take a really round example. Let's say I ordered a $100 product to my house. And so in my county, I pay a 5% sales tax. So that $100 item cost me $105 because I'm of where I'm getting it shipped to. So if I ship it out to New Hampshire or I, I had other prep centers in Oregon, then I pay the flat $100. And then my prep center in New Hampshire is $1.75 per item. So I've actually just saved $3.25 and not had to do that work. So I've worked with several prep centers. Most of them have been, most of them have been tax-free, but in my personal opinion, like tax-free is where, it, where it's at. And it's for obvious reasons, like I just described. And if you're operating in like a higher tier, like it is not uncommon at all for me to spend $50 on an item. I once had a replen that I I'm not joking. I paid $500 for it <laughs> and I sold for $850 all day, every day. And the 5% tax on that item significant. I'm really bad at math, but I know 25 it's 25 bucks more. a pop. Yeah. I it's I know it's a lot more than a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> exactly. Yes, significantly more. So by shipping it to a state that doesn't have sales tax to a prep center there, 
No, I, I do know too, you know, not money. to get off into the accounting weeds, but those sales taxes on items that you resell are a deduction. You can get credited back, but it, it's more work, more paperwork, more things to track. Yeah. Keep it and, by sending it to a, a prep center. And well, if, know, um, uh, do you happen to know how many states are, t- are don't have sales tax? I, it's a good handful of them. I mean, sure, Google would tell us in 10 seconds, but... Yeah, I know for sure um, New Hampshire... I'm from Alaska, so I... Alaska. <laughs> but who wants to be doing FBA? Sh- I mean, if you're in Alaska... I'm going to send it to Alaska. Anyway. The shipping's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Oregon and New Hampshire are the most popular ones. I know there's there's like another one within the lower 48, but I, I'm I'm drawing a blank on it. It's not Florida, is it? I don't think so. I don't think it is. That doesn't sound right. It doesn't seem like they have sales tax. Maybe that's residence. Anyway, we're getting off in the weeds we don't understand. But I think the point is clear where we don't thoroughly have all the information in front of us. But the point is clear that... And we've actually got a free... I'll stick this in the show notes too. A a list of all the prep centers that we work with. There's just dozens of them all over the United States, all over the world, really. And some of them are in states where... If you live in the U.S. and you're buying products in the U.S., you can ship them there to prep, and you're not going to have to pay the sales tax. Which a lot of times you don't have to pay the sales tax anyway because you get in and say, "Hey, I'm a reseller." But mm-hmm. that's where sometimes they'll go, "Wait, you're a reseller? We don't want to work with resellers, <laughs> right?" Yeah, so you I, put I'm your ability to order at risk. I don't even deal with that. I'm just like, send me stuff. I they'll they'll call me like so. I've had. Several people call me and be like, hey, what do you need? What do you need 10 of the same puzzle for? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> but I, because like in Colorado, I have a Walmart, like I have their tax exempt card. And then there's a couple, there's a couple other places that I set up tax exempt. But to be honest, it's, it doesn't even cross my mind because it's, it's a non-issue. That zip code, that state doesn't collect sales tax. I don't have to worry about it. I have um, some acquaintances who live in Washington where they have a process where you can get a refund for sales tax. Right. And the, so that's something that they do like monthly or quarterly. And like, by all means, if I was in that situation, because like they have their own warehouse, they have their own prep team, they do everything in-house, so to speak. And like, that's their process. And that's wonderful. I always say this, and I don't mean it in quite a literal sense, but like, I've, I've literally consciously designed my business to be like as non-intense as possible. Like, I don't want to do refunds. Like, <laughs> I don't want to spend 10 hours sourcing I call my business lazy. <laughs> I know that, you know, that's like the the opposite of like Oscar's mantra. <laughs> <laughs> that's so um, funny. The other end of the bell curve of success. If there's a success bell curve, here's the get up at 4 a.m. and hustle till midnight. And then there's Leah over here having incredible results, but there's so much we can learn from each other, right? With these different and perspectives. I, and I just, you know, I, and I think the biggest part of this is, uh, I was I had this conversation with my friend this morning. She's trying to grow a business, completely not anything related to Amazon. Like we're all here for a short period of time, right? Like my life could be fifty years, my life could be a hundred years. I spent you know x amount of time having a traditional job, not doing as many of the things that I would want to do. I made my business very intentionally. 
I do the things that I enjoy. I don't do anything that I don't enjoy. I don't want to spend excessive amount of time on my business. I want it to provide for me. I I designed it that way. I don't like prepping and packing. I'm not doing it anymore. So it's, I call it lazy, but it's, it's much more just like, let's, you know, I wanted to make it fun. I didn't want to make it stressful. I wanted to make it very, very, very time efficient and effective. Like if I want to read a book all afternoon, like that's what I want to do because this is my life. And I only want to do the things that I enjoy. I'm going to Alaska next week. I, I booked that trip like straight up on the fly. My mom's like, oh, I'd love it if you could come visit. And I'm like, see you in two weeks. <laughs> I'll bring my laptop, right? Check that's- in a couple hours a day, maybe. Exactly. So, you know, if my son goes to sleep, like I'll put on Netflix in the background and like watch Bridgerton or something equally ridiculous and do my sourcing and go to bed. (laughs) Your business serves you instead of the other way around. And you hear so many entrepreneurs and so many different professions or so many different business models where it's just a grind. Mm -hmm. And I, I really can relate to kind of your, you know, it, it's not a lazy, it's not it's really not a lazy thing. That's, that's too self-deprecating, I think, of a word. And I know you struggle yes. using it, but it's the best that our culture kind of gives is like, how else to describe <laughs> doing what you want, when you want, and still making a lot of money. Sounds like, no, you've built an amazing system. And that needs to be recognized that you rejected ideas that didn't fit into your lifestyle. Like, this isn't good for my family. This isn't good for me. Let's find a way to make this work and make it fit into what I expect out of my business. Instead of the business telling you what you're going to do, you're telling the business what you need it to do. And if it can't do it, we're going to go do something else. But that's yes. the beauty of this model is you can have that degree of control and you tell your business what it's going to do for you versus the other way around. And so you're illustrating beautifully. And what you're really doing and telling your story, I think, Leah, is you're making sure other people realize that this doesn't have to be a hustle grind. It can be automated to the point. Could you make more money if you did this? Could you make build a little bigger if you did that? Yeah. But for the season you're in right now, the business is serving you and beautifully the way that you've laid it out. And I want to throw some numbers out there too. We haven't done that yet. But no, I'm ready. Let's do it. I know for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. All prepared. I love it. (laughs) Sure. Where do you want me to start? I got it I'll all just, laid out. You know, to, to, you know, you've heard enough episodes. Hey, you're a coach. You know, convince me this is legitimate. What do you got going on? Well, Jim, my business is legitimate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I know that I wrote down my December numbers first because that was my last whole month. But I'm not ignorant to the fact that December is an inflated month. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, December, this is me every month. Like my January is is not going like my December. It's not bad, but it's not quite as impressive. So I have for December, I finished I finished the month at just over eighty thousand eighty thousand dollars. At one point, I hit a peak in December at ninety three, and I'm like, oh my god, am I going to do it? Am I going to have a six figure month? That didn't happen, but I was really excited about it. So I wanted to mention it. (laughs) (laughs) So I already mentioned uh, my ASP for December was $72. Average profit per item was $19.50. My net margin, which I didn't want to put my, my gross margin was 26%. Net margin, especially with my model is 
super important because I am so tool heavy. I use so many tools. Like I, I think that my average cost per tools, and I'm putting this out there because I don't want what I do is really specific. And I know that we haven't really touched on that. I believe that you can choose your overhead, right? So people have warehouses, they have teams. I just have me. I don't have a warehouse. I have my laptop. I spend a lot of money on tools. I get fabulous results using those tools, but I'm not going to pretend that I don't that I don't use them or I'm not spending a fortune in tools. I think it's important. Like if anybody out there wants to do what I'm doing, like I highly recommend it. I think it's amazing. But if you're like just starting and you're just like, Leah's talking about these tools or anyone else's, I don't want them to be like, okay, like let's go spend a ton of money on tools and then be disappointed with, I don't know, the expenditure, or maybe even the what, what is your monthly tool budget? Do you know offhand? I have actually, I have a board in the other room, but I, I did add a couple of things to it this month. And I want to say it's just shy of $800, yeah. which is a lot. And I know that, but I'm totally cool with that. But you're using them and you know how to use them and you've grown into using them. And Correct. before we get into the rest of your story, because you kind of left us at, you're going to share your net and we're going to do yes. that in a second. Your net after all yes. expenses, <laughs> your, <Yes>. your total... <laughs> Bottom line, because it's 26%, but then you got tools and you got everything else, right? Yeah. So my but net margin is 20.94. 20. Okay. That, that's great. So 20, 10, 16, you put about 16,000 in the bank after everything was said and done in December as a most recent month. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's perfect. I didn't actually write down my profit because I wasn't going to be like, hey guys, but... Well, that's just me doing the, <laughs> doing the math. I'm, I got one of those math nerd brains. <laughs> yes. My mom's is amazing compared to my, I think I got it from her though. She's, she's always been way faster at that stuff than me even, but so that, I mean, but that's not bad. I mean, there's a lot of people going hard to earn a fraction of that in whatever it is that they're doing out there in the real world. And I think you recognize that. And and that's, what's beautiful about this. But one of the things I wanted to say is, and I love the way you set up this, this list of tools because people, there's probably people going like, Oh, just tell me the list of tools and I'm going to go do the same thing. (laughs) No, you've grown into it. It starts with understanding replens. You're looking for ASINs. You're not looking for products. You're looking for great ASINs, right? And you like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. So these little light bulbs come on. You got to understand Keepa. If you don't understand Keepa, none of the tools that Leah uses, and I didn't even ask her permission to say this, but I just know what she would say because she's on our team and she's seen this. If you don't understand Keepa, every tool on the list is useless. 100%. You got to understand the difference between something worth looking at and something that's a waste of your time. And Keepa is literally the only tool that does that for the models that we teach. So spend time there and then grow into these unique opportunities. And then there's a whole world of possible tools that you can tack on. So I love the way you set that whole conversation up. And we will dive into the tools a little bit for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to lay that out there for folks. And also I want to mention, I'll stick a link to this in the show notes, Leah. I made a video... It's only, it's less than a week old at this point. It's like a 10 minute video overview of replans, making it as simple as I possibly could. Here's how to go on amazon.com and scroll and see the replans jumping off the page at you. Now let's run it through Keepa, which is on the screen. Here's what it looks like to see a good product. Just to help maybe connect the dots for folks. I'll stick a link, like I said, in the show yeah. notes. So I saw you very- that. have yet to watch it. I 
I'm not on my computer unless I'm I'm working. So I I'm a lurker sometimes, but I'm I'll probably be a little bit more active in the group coming up quick. Oh, it, just <laughs> now that you're a coach, there's no new expectation of you know that's what I love about this team effort. There's plenty of coaches who are in there every day. Some of them pop in once a month, you know, and make a nice little post, a little update. I love that post that you made, by the way. Say, hey, I'm, I'm oh, at the museum you. with my kid. Who gets to do this? This is so phenomenal because of this business model. But yeah, let's. Let's dive into a little bit of the tools and just kind of talk us through your model a little bit. Not that we're trying to teach people how to replicate it right now, but just here's yet another way. And I think if we did a conference over a weekend, we could probably list 50 ways to find replans. Yeah. I And I just wanted to put my ROI in there for numbers too. My oh, ROI yeah. is 42%. That's your average ROI. Gotcha. Average ROI per sales, 42%. Yeah. Because you'd mentioned earlier that you you kind of set it at a minimum bar when you're looking for new ones. What is that minimum bar that you're willing to so, entertain? I, it's worth noting that this week I loosened it up a little bit. So, you know, to get, I think the best way to describe it is I am, I am an absurd fan of tactical arbitrage. And I know that I've heard countless podcasts where, you know, some people didn't have much success or some people, they just didn't like it. It does come with a steep learning curve. I'm not going to deny that. When I first started using it, I would have probably been in the exact same boat. But over the last year, I think I created, not created, but I've discovered some ways to use it in a way that the average user doesn't. And I just get the this abundance of results and I literally get so many so many products that show up in my results that I have to refine them by the best ones and that is a direct result of why my profit per item is so high like if I get just using an example um if I get if I do a search in TA using a variety of methods and I get 3000 results like neither you or I has the the want, the will to go through that, like gross, that is awful. <laughs> and so I just like, okay, I just want to see the best leads in here. And I will literally like refine my results to $15 plus $20 plus X drops per month. And I'll get this list at the end of like a hundred products. And by all means there are mismatches, but if I was at any point willing to check my items in a store item by item. It's to me, it's the same thing. I'm like, that's an obvious mismatch. That's an obvious mismatch. Oh, here, here we've got, here we've got something. And the best part about that is I can, you know, I usually like sit down when I get to my computer and I'll just be like, okay, like these are the types of searches that I want to run today. And I'll just start like 20 searches. And that's what I'm describing there is just like one search. And then I'll get like literally a hundred results. And then I have 20 more of those to go through by the end of the day. Like I will literally leave like leads on the table. Cause I'm like, I'm done. I <laughs> I'm either out of money or I'm, I'm bored or I'm just tired of it. And I don't mean that to sound any type of way, but it's just like, I'm trying to articulate the abundance of potential that the program has if it's used in a variety of different ways. That's, um, it sounds like a great training module that we could create and, and present because it is it's just so expansive. When we say replens are everywhere and there's more appearing every day in every imaginable category in Amazon across thousands of new brands, that's what we're talking about. 
it's just such an expansive thing. And for the people who have spent time out there scanning barcodes on a Saturday looking for a $5 item they can flip for 20 bucks and they're frustrated, they think, well, that's what arbitrage, I don't want to do any of that. That's not what we're talking about at all. <laughs> You've just yeah. described something very different, more abundant and expansive. Well, and, and I, I, think I it's um, something we need to discuss is maybe creating a training module based on that. I'd, I'd love that. It reminds me a lot too. Did you see Brian Olson's presentation at the virtual <laughs> summit by any chance? I have a secret. Okay. Brian and Robin and I are neighbors. No way. And so literally last Sunday, so um, he presented, like I saw his presentation in the conference. So Robin, Brian, and I have been friends for like six or so months. We share um, a mastermind that Adam Wilson um, invited me into after we met at the conference. And so Brian was talking about his, his method in like our mastermind. And then obviously it's transitioned over to MST. So like I was sharing, like, you know, I was sharing a couple things with them and then I was just like, Brian, will you, okay. You know, I love tactical arbitrage. Will you like teach me your ways so I can implement them with tactical arbitrage? And so like literally last, so yes, I've heard of it, <laughs> but last Sunday, just, just days ago, Robin, Brian, and I were at a coffee shop and he was showing me a way that I could take his keep a method, which is brilliant. Absolutely. Just the way it is. Right. But I don't have the want or the energy to go through that list by myself. I'm not going to do it. So (laughs) Brian told me how to do it and then literally take that data and put it into TA and voila, like at the bottom, like I didn't do anything except for input this data into the program. And then the exact same list of results is populated in tactical arbitrage with my Keepa data. So I just, I love tactical arbitrage, man. (laughs) If you use it in a unique way, you get unique results. And we're going to have to, because we can't possibly cover it on this podcast episode. I think we can commit to folks that, I mean, you're you're a coach on our team now. There's going to be students who want to work with you and you can show them certainly. But let's commit to at some point in the next few months, going through the process of you capturing your process and turning that into training that we then get out there to our proven Amazon course students so they have yet another strategy for this abundant world of replens. Does that sound does that sound reasonable? Not to put you on the spot, but I mean, yeah, it's not, it sounds very intimidating because I like I told you before, like I really I know the I know how ironic this is going to sound, guys. I suck at computers, <laughs> <laughs> so it's that sounds really intimidating. We'll but help I, with we'll help with that part. You just do your thing and we'll do all the techie work, but we'll create a nice (laughs) step-by-step guide of some kind. It doesn't even necessarily have to be you. You know, there's no pressure on you here, but it is a system that that you've unpacked and discovered and and perfected. And it's expansive enough that if even if we showed it to a bunch of other people, it's there's just unlimited potential there. Because Amazon is just so huge. And I I wanna like I wanna give credit to where credit's due, like. I had never heard of tactical arbitrage and um, Jessica, who I got paired with as my coach when I did coaching, she introduced me to the program. And then over time, like I started learning my own things. 
And then I also, there's a, another, another community that really specializes in online arbitrage. And I learned so much there. And a lot of these things that, that I'm doing, like some of them, I put my own little twist on them, but realistically, you know, I, I learned a lot of this stuff, like from Jessica, some of it myself, and then some, some of it elsewhere. So I, I definitely don't want to come across as like, you know, the, the discoverer of all these, of I, all these. I appreciate methods. your sensitivity to that, but you'll be the first <laughs> one bringing a system. You know, I, this is new territory for me and I'm excited, you know, but to dive into it, but the challenge for us is not finding profitable items. For anyone who's been doing this for it's just not. It's finding the time to get after all the profitable items that are just literally everywhere. And they are literally everywhere. Um, yes. One of the things that I haven't mentioned yet. So I, I know a lot of people in this community like really specialize and love grocery. I already told you that grocery, especially with my model, just it's not for me. The expiration dates are just, they're too, they're too dangerous. I, too volatile. Sure. So, and if I have eyes on it, like if I'm doing RA and I have eyes on it, that's a whole different deal. But I've just kind of like, like, I don't, I do all my shopping online. I don't even like going into stores. Like I yeah, don't. And you don't know what expiration date is <laughs> going to show up having if you're ordering online. Exactly. So my like kind of specialty is I love shoes. I love shoes. I love apparel. I have one brand that literally makes up probably half of my catalog and it's just like straight up gold, but I'm, I'm not opposed. I have, I have so much, if it, if it happens to fall in my lap, like I'll sell it. That's not all you sell. Shoes, clothes. What else? What other categories are you in? I mean, really, um, shoes, clothes. I love, I love selling beauty. Like not only is that something that I like to play around with as an individual, I love toys. Really. I mean, there are, there are so many things in my store. It's like a, a buffet of ridiculousness. I've sold, I mean, what haven't I sold at this point, but if it just, if it's a match and it shows up, I think another important thing to point out about my specific business is I like to say that I am traditional arbitrage and I do OA replens because I, by all means, like I love to buy things that I can buy over and over, but I will not shy away for two seconds. If there's like something amazing there and I know that I'm only going to be able to get it once because it's a Black Friday sale or they're having a promo, I'll do that all day, every day. And what I love about, about this specific method is, you know, if I can replenish it, absolutely amazing. But I truly feel that there's just like a fountain of abundance here. And like, if I can't replenish it, like, that's fine. I don't care. Like, <laughs> and I, I'm not trying to go against the grain, but I can no, replace. I, I can't walk product. away. I call them this, you know, $20 bill sitting there. You know, is when our shoppers are out, yeah, take a look at the clearance aisle. There may be some gold laying there. Absolutely pick it up if you, if you see it. No reason not to. Right. Yeah, and if it if it shows up in a search the same way that something that I can replenish shows up, like that's that's totally fine too. Like, great, whatever, awesome, let's do this. Uh, <laughs> and the the other thing, so I think I've over articulated how much I love tactical arbitrage. <laughs> Sorry, I also um, am a huge fan of uh, lead list, and 
I have a couple of brands that I, that I prefer, but I, th- I want to put out a cautionary disclosure here, just like I did before um, you and I were, were officially recording. So when I say that I'm a fan of lead lists, I don't necessarily buy directly off of the list that I'm on. So like if something looks amazing, like for sure, I'll, I'll buy it. And if it's strong enough, if it can, if it can take the list hit, it's probably the most important factor. If like keep is just like going crazy and there's 50 people buying this list, but the lead, like it literally shows you like, oh, this product sells like hundreds of times a month and we're all buying two. Like I'm on it. Let's do it. But if it's like, oh, this product sells 10 times a month and there's 50 people on the list and the recommendation is to buy three. I'm like, well, I just read Keepa and I'm like, that product is going to be sitting there. So I'd like to think that I also use the lead list in a unique way and that I don't, they're not a menu to me. It's not like, hey, here's your 10 leads today. You know, go buy these items. Which ones do you want? Like I look at, I look at the brands and I'll take those brands and, you know, with my newfound Keepa skills, uh, thanks to Brian, I can like put the brand in and then I can get a list of those brands in Keepa or, and I know this sounds absurdly easy and it's because it is, <laughs> if I promise I'm not just trying to make it sound easy. It's as easy as it sounds. You just need to practice it a little bit. Yeah, you need to understand the basics of replens, and then it's not a complex process to find a whole lot of new great products. I mean, you're you're introducing new strategies that that my team's never used to find replens, and I keep you know I used to say, hey, there's at least ten ways to find replens. I'm up to about forty in my head now <laughs> of different ways, and you've just introduced a couple new ones. And yeah, we'll we'll create some content for everybody. We'll help you through that, but none of this is rocket science. Uh, Because it is such an abundant opportunity. Yeah, you mentioned lead lists for people who don't know what that is. Typically, you know, in my philosophy on lead lists has been I've never promoted or endorsed one simply because if we send thousands of listeners over to lead list X, well, suddenly it's wiped out, useless. Like if you're getting your lead list, Leah, of like, here's the 20 products each day, you know, and they're sending it out to a small number of people. Well, if they start sending that out to a few thousand people, it becomes less useful. So you can look around. There's lead lists out there. The caution I always like to say is, how many other people are looking at this? Don't use it as a shopping list, please. Because if everyone (laughs) goes out and buys the same thing, suddenly you're just talking about price tanking on all your A's. This model doesn't work. No, you're using it as a starting point for research though. Not a bad idea. And from that vantage point, there's a lot of companies. I know there's a lot of people out there that use tactical arbitrage to launch their own lead list services. There's probably 500 lead list services at this point. I've never endorsed them because again, for us to say, hey, here's the one to use would mean we'd crush that one, <laughs> right? So we don't well, do it. And all lists are not created equal. Um, Very true. I mean, I think it's clear that I could probably go on and on and on about this. And I know that we oh, only have a certain yeah, well, amount of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has been a tremendous episode. And we, you know, what I like to accomplish in these episodes is just increase people's confidence. Man, this is legitimate. These people know what they're talking about. They've helped a lot of people build businesses. The strategies that we teach simply work. And I think we drove that point home very well. And there's some content that you and I need to talk about creating to help people dive into some new directions with this. But you know, there's there's no one right way to do this business. And I love how 
it seems like every new episode of this podcast that we do, there's a new strategy introduced by one of our students. Or I love that you talked about your coach as well. You were a coaching student. I was. Jessica was your coach. Now you're a coach on our team. So this just kind of continues rolling. And each time we bring in someone with a new, unique perspective and these new strategies and these things are piecing together. I love that your neighbor with Brian. That's so cool. I had no idea because <laughs> uh, we're in the process of creating great content with him right now. Yeah. That's just the benefit of being a part of this community. I think for the listeners is, well, I get to be around all these people who are doing this creatively, contributing to each other. And you said earlier, you know, we don't look at each other as competitors. We really don't. We're on this journey together. It's so expansive. So no, this yes. has been a great episode. I want to make sure that we hit anything that's been on your mind though. It is a longer episode. So we need to start to probably wrap it up or it's going to have to be a two-parter, but this has been <laughs> phenomenal. Sorry, I'm a chatter. Oh, it's... <laughs> It's so good. There's so much to explore. It's a great story. I think that, I mean, I could, I could go on days about like sourcing. I, I joke with people that I, I talk about Amazon more than I like actually work on my store. Like my, my group of friends, like we have our little group and like, if you walk away for a couple hours, there's like 200 messages when you come back. It's it's like absolutely ridiculous. But I think it's worth mentioning three of those ladies are international. They do exactly what I do and they do it. Two of them are in Israel. One of them is in Norway. And we all have similar we all have similar methods and we all share with each other and, and help each other. So I think that as far as like additional things to share. Like, you know, my, my group of friends has taught me so much. My coach, Jessica, who, who's in our, in our group, non-coincidentally, we are just like an ongoing, like, obviously we have our big community, right? We're all, we're all in the same group and we help each other every day as much as we can. You know, my friends and I just built this like super, super mini version, like literally 10 of us And like on any given day, they're just like, Hey guys, like I have a problem with this, or I have stranded inventory. How do I fix it? And it's, it's so much more than just like, Hey guys, I like Amazon, but it's just, you know, if, you know, when I went and met with, met with Brian and Robin at the cafe and I was like, you guys, I just learned this super cool trick and like, let's talk about it or like, let's have a a small like group training session on like learning this new method. If you find your tribe you will like learn so, so, so much more than like anything that I could learn in a training. And that's so good. And um, I think that's probably like, you know, I've made so many friends like in this community, I've made friends from other communities. You know, I, I've had random people that have reached out to me, mostly oddly enough, because they're asking about like, IP issues from when I was suspended like a year and a half ago, (laughs) but like, they'll reach out to me and we'll just like continue the conversation. And, you know, they'll just be like, Hey, like, what do you think of this? I'm like, I think this, and we'll start bouncing ideas off of each other. And like a lot of the times, if somebody has even like reached out to me for assistance or help, you know, I'll offer them my idea or potential help on like whatever we're talking about. And then like a month later, they're just like, Hey, you helped me. You want to learn something? I'm like, of course I do. And so like, I, for that reason, I'm, I'm, uh, I know this is not probably the ideal place to say this, but I'm pretty generous with my help. Um, well, you, you should probably know that our, we had, I think, about 75,000 downloads of this podcast last month. So you might become very popular very quick. And now that you're a coach, you can just say, hey, call the coaching office. 
You know? <laughs> right. um, but so, no, I love the generosity. I would say just as an organization, Leah, we give away multiple times more than we charge for as far as content, advice, counseling, coaching, courses. Yeah. We just give constantly. And that's because that just generates more success stories and that success stories creates more momentum. So yeah, continue to be generous, but I would encourage you guard your time. At some point, you've got to have those you know healthy boundaries, whatever they are for you. Of but course. having that core group that you can lean on and rely on, almost a mastermind group of sorts, that's one of the beauties of getting into our coaching program is suddenly now you're rubbing shoulders with not just your coach, but the people they know, the people they're working with. You're in that network now. And it's a, it's a great place to be. I've, I've said for years on this podcast, lone wolves don't make it in this business. Some people think making money online means leave me alone world. I'm going to use my keyboard and make some money. Now. <laughs> That's just not yeah, the way I, it works. I couldn't agree more. Um, I have my like Zoom mastermind that I'm in with um, with a group of people. And then I have my, my chat group and we'll have impromptu like trainings and just discussions. And I absolutely credit them with so many of like I've contributed. And then I've also been a recipient of that like knowledge and wisdom that they've shared. Everybody's like has their own little specialties. And to me, it's it's an honor to be able to actively contribute in a meaningful way to like help this small group of of people that we have there. So I find your tribe, you will, you will learn so much from them. Like you can go out and buy content and you can participate in like the group chat. But once you have, once you have friends that you're not only talking Amazon with, but you're also talking about life a little bit, I think it's just, it gets, it's very, very, very rewarding. And I cannot express my appreciation for them enough. Like it's the, my advice is simple. Like get out there, make some friends, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Leah, see if this resonates with you. I don't know if you've heard me say this before or not, but I heard it a few years ago on this very topic of you can't find your purpose until you find your people. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get it reversed. They go looking for their purpose. And they figure once I've found my purpose, then I'm going to start looking for the people who I can you know, add on and help me on that journey. No, look for your people. Totally. Your purpose will become so evident after that. So this is going to take you in unexpected directions, but you're, being, you're going to be on this journey with really good people. So that's what I'd like to think that we've accomplished in this community is people who have something in common. And this could be a whole episode. I'll keep it as brief as I can. But people who are willing to do what it takes to build a business are a special breed. Surround yourself with people who are building legitimate businesses. You're in the company of some really great, awesome, interesting, smart, motivated, creative people Make them your people. Your purpose will become evident very quickly instead of yeah. doing life the other way around. So yeah, it's just throwing that out there. But I always oh, no, I found that very powerful. 100%. I think that's... I Like I said, I have so much gratitude. I've come up with very little original ideas on my own. Like every part of my method, like even if I made a little twist that made it better for me, it started elsewhere first. I started this business six months pregnant, digging in book bins. <laughs> and like, I, I think that I've simplified my own process enough where I 100% think that I can make a million dollar business by myself. And I'm not saying that with like 
like, oh, I. Oh, you I'm don't go have to home. apologize. That's <laughs> motivating. That's encouraging. That's like inspiring. I, I'm not saying like, oh, I can go it alone. I don't need like whatever, whatever. Like one day, sure, come on in. Let's do this together. But I, I really think that I've simplified this enough to where like, if you give me the time, I can make my methods better. And I really, really think that by the end of 2022, I can make this a seven figure business just because I have the time. So that's fantastic. Um, and you I, haven't even quit your job oh, yet. You're still holding uh, on just a little <laughs> bit, right? Two days a week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's possible. Just like so many people who might be listening, I actually, and I know that we're like probably a thousand years over time, but I think this is kind of important. You hosted one of those like live chats. I don't know. Yeah, like the like the, <laughs> the call in talk show radio thing. Yeah. On on Facebook or was it a clubhouse one? We're doing yeah. it on Facebook now. I try to do it every Monday for those in our Facebook group. There's a link in the show notes. Yeah, there. Um, it was one of the live talks where like anybody could like call in. Yeah, sure. And there was um. So I this was the only one that I like. I saw it pop up on my phone. I'm like, I'm gonna see what people are talking about. And I I popped on and was just listening. And there was this one gentleman, I, I don't remember his name. I hadn't seen it before, but you had invited people like, let's talk about anything. And it was this one gentleman from the UK and he, he popped up and he's just like, I'm really struggling. And he's like, I'm really struggling. I want this to work. I have a few replens. I'm selling used books still. And like, I just like, oh, like I just felt every single thing that he was saying, because that story was me two years ago. And so like, I felt compelled. I like typed in like, you got this, like, like on the other side, like there's light there, like everything that you want out of your life is on the other side of that hurdle. And all you got to do is you just got to stick through that hurdle and whatever you want, you want more time, you want more money, you want to be able to go see your parents on the fly in Alaska, like on the other side of that hurdle, it's there. And if you can just get through that struggle and that frustration, like I promise you, like right there, I just like, oh, like, I, like he wasn't even being emotional. And I was just like, oh, you got this. Like, I was like, how do you feel about getting on stage at our next event, Leah? Oh, oh you're really challenging me. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> to make myself irrelevant and let incredible people like you to step into the spotlight and take this community where it's going. Thinking about being in front of people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, until you've done it. And because what you, that just what you just said, that's such a powerful clip from this whole great episode today. But just imagine that, you know, we've got the ears of a lot of people and better yet, there's a lot of misinformation out there. That's the battle. There's a lot of people out there that are spending tens of thousands of dollars digging a hole right now on this Amazon dream or this e-commerce dream, going in the wrong direction, a thousand miles an hour, listening to the wrong experts. And we're this little voice in the wilderness going, hey, <laughs> there's a really simple way over here that works. <laughs> got to learn a few things and we can show you some cool stuff, but it's, we're such a quiet voice and all the noise. So the more voices I can have kind of come alongside and join our leadership team. And I think you're just going to be, uh, I, th I see you as an emerging leader 
And I love that I found out, literally just today, found out that your new coach (laughs) on our team is right before we hit the record button. You've been talking to Matt and you've come on board. I'm just super excited that we've got another another champion kind of pulling for the message of what we're all about around here. And the fact that it touched your heart to hear somebody in that situation tells me you're the perfect person to bring on board. He, he literally was me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any other way. Cause he, like before you invited him on, he was just like, I'm struggling. Like I'm struggling. And I'm just like, that, like, that is, that is literally how I was. And I started coaching and I still had like, you know, I had my, I had just like, you know, this want to, to, I wanted to be the master of my own life. And I don't believe the narrative. I think that, you know, we are in a society that is just like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And what I wanted to be when I grow up, I wanted to be on a plane reading a book. And like, that was before I had my son. So I like want to have him on the plane, like with me now, (laughs) but like, I, I wanted to be like this adventurer. I wanted to see the world and no profession matched this idea of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, you know, I, I work for a company that I love all of my coworkers. You know, I, I don't have a horrible work experience, but I am not the master of my life. If I work for someone else from nine to five. And the only other thing that I have like down as a, as a note told you, I got made my notes for a talk (laughs) is I think that, you know, and I only speak for myself here, but like when I first started consuming this content and I started, you know, like I was in the Facebook group and I, I, I saw like so much potential, but I also thought that I saw a way for things to be done. And so like when I first started, I was just like, well, you know, I watched Jimmy's videos and he's in a store and like, I need my business to look like that. And by all means, that obviously works great. There are people that love that and it works wonderful. They have amazing, profitable businesses. They're master of of their domain. And so I started doing my business as I saw other people doing it but I didn't identify with the specific methods. Like I didn't enjoy going into a store and I didn't enjoy those things. And like, I, RA is not for me. <laughs> so like, I've had, I've had like some people reach out to me and they're just like, I really want to figure out online arbitrage. And like, that's all I do. So I'm just like, oh, it's easy, but it's not easy for everybody. Once you catch your groove, like you can, you can absolutely like, it'll be just as easy as anything else that you've tried. But I had this one woman specifically, and she's like, well, I don't like going to the stores. And once again, I like identified with that immediately. Cause I'm just like, I don't like to do that either. And, you know, so we, we started working together on like a couple of things and I think she's doing better now, but the biggest thing that I told her is like the, I was like, let's, let's kind of start, not start over, but let's, you know, from a idea standpoint, let's start your business over. Like, I want for you to create a vision. Like, what does your business look like to enable you to like live this life that you want to live. Cause she's like, I, you know, I want to have more time with my family. I want to do this. And I don't like going into stores. So I was just like, let's start with vision first. Like that's good. And make I know your that business so- fit what you're trying to build. Right. 
Yes. And that, that sounds so like cliche and it sounds so basic, but it's just like, you know, I started with RA because like I saw it in PAC and people, other people that, you know, I looked up to within the group, they were doing RA and it took me like, it took me months to realize like, I, I don't like this. <laughs> like what happens, what happens when you don't like something, you start to get demotivated by what you don't like. So it's just like, for me personally, and like RA is not for me. I don't, I don't like this specific you know, method, this possibility for a, a hundred thousand different ways to do this business. This is not for me. And I was starting to get a little demotivated by it. Cause I'm like, I was literally doing like three trips to target a day. And I, you know, I, I don't like prepping and packing. So if I had potentially started vision first, like, what do you want your business to look like? Okay. Well, I have my computer. I want to be able to travel. My business is my computer nothing else. So I, I worked towards my vision, but at any given point where I started getting frustrated by it, I could have given up and I'm like, no, what can I do to just change this to make it work better for me? And then in hindsight, looking back, I'm just like, you know, had I started with my vision and, and honestly, like Jessica really helped me get there. Cause she's like, Oh, like, you know, she has shoppers and on her team, but I'm just, you know, I started where I thought I should start, but realistically, there's a hundred thousand starting point for us to all get to the same destination. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. There's so many ways to do this business. I've learned a few new things today too, for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm going to dive it in a little deeper with some of the new strategies you introduced today, and I'm excited to have you on the team. Like I said, but. Well, we do need to wrap this one up, actually, course, because okay. I've got to take my daughter somewhere here in just a couple minutes. <laughs> I committed to it. I'm going to get myself yeah. in trouble if I don't. But this has been a tremendous episode. Sorry I want to cut you off. Was there anything else that was on your list that we can hit? I do have a couple minutes left, but I do need to wrap up soon. I think I already kind of touched with this. And once again, not to sound like a complete cliche, but like stick with it. Like it is so worth it. Just like when I was hearing uh, that gentleman speak, he's where he was struggling. It's like, I, I know there's this, there's a saying out there somewhere where it's just like, you know, the, the gentleman who digs for gold and he gives up a foot before he hits gold. Like if, if you want to do this, you absolutely can. And I, I truly believe that the only thing preventing somebody from becoming successful, if they're putting the time and the effort in for it is like, if you quit, that's the only way to fail. My basement is full of stuff that I bought while I was learning. Like every single item downstairs is technically just like a failure. It was an opportunity to quit. Like this toy didn't work out, or I probably have some expired oatmeal downstairs that like, you know, it's just like this product didn't work out. This product didn't work out. Like it's kind of embarrassing how much stuff is downstairs, but that's besides, that's besides the point, you know, Brian, when he was giving his, when he was giving his, um, presentation at the conference was just like, failure is not an option here. Like how many oatmeals or toys are you going to buy that fail before you start finding winners almost every single time? Like, I don't think there's anybody who just like started and they're just like, ah, got it. Day one gold mine. You know, I think we all have those piles in our basements and, you know, take that stuff to goodwill. Like 
just like I said in my email, like once you got it, like truly the world is yours. Like you want to quit your job? Wonderful. Like you want to spend more time with your kids? Yes, you can do that. You want to earn X amount a month? Is that 5,000? Is that a hundred thousand? Like it's possible. If you stick with it, it's worth it. And I think that's, that's, that's the last thing on my list. <laughs> well, that was a tremendous list. And you have <laughs> such a, a positive view, vantage point of this whole thing. You know, the, the poverty mindset versus the prosperity mindset. You've got the prosperity mindset. And that's going to really benefit a lot of people to just hear the way you present the opportunity and the way you think it through and the way you process it. And you even call yourself lazy for lack of a better word. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. You've built such a great business. How is it? Well, that that's the opportunity. You know, it, there's a lot of opportunities out there that you could stick with and they're not going to go anywhere. This is one that if you stick with, it is going to go somewhere. You know, I, I'm thinking of other illustrations that I could use, but I can't, I've got to wrap this one up, but hopefully this is, this has been as useful for the listeners as it, it was for me. Good getting to know you a little bit better now that you're a coach on the team. I'm glad we got to spend some time together. This is the longest oh. we've ever talked by far. So it's good to <laughs> kind of hear from your heart. And yes. I love that you've got a teacher's heart and you're succeeding, which is going to make you one of the great coaches that we have on our team. And uh, thank, thank you for your time. You but, flatter me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a mutual admiration society around here on the leadership team. We all have a lot of really positive things to say about each other because we all realize none of us would be where we are without multiple other people around us. And I love that you acknowledged that. It's, it's not a solo sport by any means, but no, let me talk to the listeners so. for just a second as we wrap it up. Hopefully you guys just got at least 10 to 30 new things that you can <laughs> think about, try, consider, I know you're encouraged if you hung around for this episode. I know you're encouraged because I know I, I certainly am. And uh, just incredible success story from Leah, one of the emerging leaders in our community. But we're here for you. We're here every day in our Facebook group. We're coming up. Won't be long. We'll be at 70,000 people in there. Just a great group of people from around the world. Come check that, check that out if you're not a member there yet. It's a good place to hang out on Facebook. I've been hearing Leah from more and more people who say the only reason they're on Facebook still is because of that Facebook group. It's it's pretty amazing. A lot of people are bailing on Facebook, I guess, but not, not the members of the group because they love hanging out. But um, we're here every day. If you want to call our coaching team, there's a link at silentgym.com. Talk about being one, maybe one of Leah's first coaching students. You know, she's a new <laughs> coach. She's ready to go. Proven Amazon course is the course you'll need if you want to get started. That's the basics of the replens model. You're going to need that to do anything. And we're here for you. Look us up. Thanks for hanging out with us today. God bless you, business building warriors. Talk to you again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.